band is back together and break is ready. Let's go. I am your host, Chris DeBacker, and with me, like always, is a guy who is just like a polar bear. His sheer size intimidates most ordinary men. That's right, he is big, white, and hairy. He's everyone's favorite, Scott Blakemore. And also with us live and in studio is our own Latin lover. He is muy guapo and muy romantico, filled with passion, and always ready to shake his maraca. It's me, Chico, Joe Cropper. Have you ever played a maraca before, Joe? I have not, and shockingly, I am not Latin. No, but you act it. <laughs> you act like a Latin. Yeah, that, that's a new accusation. I have not heard that one before. I've been called a lot of things, but not Latin. Okay, all right. He doesn't like spicy food. No, I do not. So he's not Latin. But I'm not a polar bear either. Although my hair is getting whiter. (laughs) You're big, white, and hairy. I I have big, white, and hairy. It's getting white. It's not not black anymore. It's white hair. Oh, I do. Okay, not good. That's fair. It's close. It's close. Oh, that's great. Well, our email address is breakisready at gmail.com. Feel free to send those emails in. We love getting those. And guys, I am back to having word of the day. Let's hear it. All right. Today's word is caterwall. 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 It can be a verb or a noun. We'll just say verb. It's like when everything goes crazy, right? It's out of control. Just everything went caterwall. Mm. What do you got, Scott? I don't have anything. Nothing? To caterwall is to make a very loud or unpleasant sound or series of sounds, kind of like a cat. A cat howling or what do they what do they do what's cats what's like cats screech do? and howl yeah screech and whine yeah. and so it's know, just a loud wailing okay they a loud wail. obnoxious noise yeah so caterwall it is to make loud obnoxious noises and sometimes i've been accused of that so there you go yeah my kids caterwall when they play video games <laughs> i'm for real oh yeah that's at the, like four in the morning that brings out the worst i don't know maybe it's the best but it's loud right it's just these emotions that just kind of erupt absolutely nothing nothing brings out emotions like a good video game (laughs) i can use that i'm gonna be better because i've been terrible using word of the day it is spelled caterwall so c-a-t-e-r-w-a-u-l caterwall caterwall thank you joe that's good that's a good one well guys the first day that we're going to talk about it's coming up is national carpe diem day carpe diem sees the day Oh, yes. He's the day. Do you remember that from Dead Poet Society? Robin Williams mm. kind of made it famous as far as the saying goes. Just means make the most of what you got today. Live for today. Make the most of what you got for today. And that is a great movie. What a powerful movie, you know, especially the end. Stand on the desk. That's what I do at work every day. That's right. That's seizing the day. That's yeah. taking everything Seize that the you day. have. Seize the just, day. It's a good Latin, Latin phrase. See, Latin lover. <laughs> That's where that came from. That's why we went there, Joe. You know you're Latin. I see. Yes, yes. Right. Seize the day. So I think, yeah, we're, we're not guaranteed. We're not guaranteed tomorrow. So make the most of today. But here's what I wanted to do with that. Since Joe is a Latin type of guy, <laughs> he's got some roots there. I wonder, Joe, if I... And Scott, let's see if you can too, Scott. No chance. I'm going to give you a Latin phrase. We know carpe diem is seize the day. I'm sure. going to give you another Latin phrase. I want you to kind of channel your inner... Ooh. Your inner Roman uh, Empire guy. <laughs> I do a lot. Of, I have a lot of heritage back to the Roman Empire. Yes, you do. So carpe diem is seize the day. Here's another phrase. Tell me what this would mean. Acta non verba. I'd say that's uh, act out loud. Act out loud. What do you think, Scott? Acta. 
I would say it's like move without talking. Move loudly. Ooh, Scott is right there. Move without talking. Or how about this? Actions, not words. Whoa. Actions, not words. Move right. without talking. That's got good. It, got it. All right. All here right. we go. I'll this give one's, Scott that one. This one's going to be a little less obvious, but you would have heard this in uh, the Roman movies that you've watched. Veni, Vidi, Vici. Have you heard that? Very, very... Say it one more time. Veni, Vidi, Vici. I came, came, I saw, I conquered. There it is. Wow. I'm Look impressed. Look at Scott. Julius is Caesar. I came, I saw, I conquered. Wow. I, conquered. I know nothing, apparently. Come on, Joe. You know movie stars. <laughs> okay, you'll know this one, Joe. Dictum, factum. Any idea? Say it again. Dictum, factum. You can kind of pull that apart. The Latin, dictum. Verbalize, no, written, verbalizing a speech. Verbalizing a speech. What do you think? I was thinking something like verbalizing facts. You know, you're pretty good. You're you're close. What is said is done. What is said is done. Verbalizing facts. That's pretty good. Yeah. All right, here we go. A couple more. Familia supra omnia. Family is the most important. Family over everything. Scott is killing Latin. All right, here we go. Intermissum est promptus. Intermissum est promptus. Intermiss- we interrupt this message to bring you an important message. <laughs> It'd be pretty good. Intermissum, <laughs> it's like break. Break is ready. Break, break is ready. Is ready. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I got one. There you go. Last one. Joe est domina hominis. <laughs> Joe is... A domina hominis. <laughs> a bold man. <laughs> that Dominating man. He is a ladies' man. Ladies' man. <laughs> Joe est domina hominis. Pretty sure that's go. what Roman said. Muy guapo, Joe. You're muy guapo. So there we go. Carpe diem. Seize the day. Make the most of it. Nice. Love it. You know, also it's coming up a little bit different. It's tell a fairy tale day. Did you ever tell a fairy tale to your kids, Scott? I read fairy tales? Well, I made up stories for my kids, yes. I mean, if a fairy tale is a made up story, which I, I think it is, yeah. that I had a series of stories I made of three characters, Boo Boo Butter and Hoppy, that I made up. And I would tell the kids stories every night oh, as we were wow. going to bed about Boo Boo Butter and Hoppy. Did you yeah. write those down? I have started writing some of them down, yes. But I would I haven't, love to hear ju- that. Just like wow. anything in my life, I get like I get down a road and then I, I don't do I don't do it anymore. But I love that. Boo-boo, every night we came up with the, the adventures of Boo Boo Butter and Hoppy. So Boo Boo is a character, Butter mm-hmm. there's, and Hoppy. There's uh, a rabbit... A frog and a carrot. They're all friends. That is, the best. Is, Hop, is Hoppy the rabbit or the frog? Hoppy's the rabbit. Boo Boo's the carrot. Butter is the frog. The frog is purple. The carrot is pink. What? Oh, I love that. And the rabbit is white. That's got all the elements, I think, of a fairy tale. That Yeah, it's all kind of make-believe. They're all friends. They all run around together. It's perfect. Yeah. yeah. So a fairy tale, here's, here's the, the makeup of a fairy tale. Truth prevails over lies. Generosity comes to be rewarded. Obstacles are overcome by hard work and love. Good triumphs over evil. And mercy and kindness are the greatest powers. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to tell a fairy tale. And we're going to just kind of make it up as we go here. So I'm going to start off. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to start off. I'm going to say a sentence. Then Scott's going to give the next sentence. And then Joe, you're going to keep going until we get to a place where it's it's ended. Wow. Right? So the moral of the story is... Right, and we're just gonna just keep going because I think we can uh, do this, and it's a good way to tell a fairy tale. 
And I am not creative at all, so this is going to be really rough. Oh, I think, Joe, come on, you are. You know Latin? Mm. <laughs> yeah, obviously I don't. <laughs> all right, so here we go. We're going to give this a shot. Okay, so here we go. There once was a little boy who lived in the woods. He loved to play hide-and-seek with his pet raccoon. That pet raccoon also had a pet squirrel. And that pet squirrel could fly. His name was Bobo, and he liked to get acorns from the tree above and bring them down to the little boy and the raccoon. However, he planted an acorn and watched it grow. This acorn grew so big, the little boy couldn't see the top of the tree. It was so tall, it cast shade over the rest of the forest and all the trees died. So they got a giant axe and started chopping. As the raccoon was chopping down this large tree, something amazing happened. They realized they would have enough wood to build a house for all the nearby villagers from this one tree. But unfortunately, he realized, (laughs) I do not have a construction license. (laughs) So he called his friend Bob. Bob the Builder had a construction license and came over and said, you are fine. Build what you need to build. I give you permission. Take care of the villagers. So he did. And while he was building houses, Bobo gathered more acorns and planted more trees so that the forest would come back to life for all the animals. The animals were so grateful, they joined the villagers for a feast. And the raccoon, whose name was Happy, presided over the feast as king of the acorn festival. And everyone had a merry old time and said, how generous you are for providing homes for us and also all the animals that live in the forest. Hip, hip, hooray. The end. And the moral of the story is... Duh, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Moral of the story is be generous and think of others because it will be rewarded to you. Ooh, that's good. Not Not only on earth... But also in heaven. <laughs> Amen. Scott, you're really good at this. I kept wanting to hear you tell a story. Tell a fairy tale day. All I'm right, going to so do that again it. sometime. That was fun. Do you know what else is coming up? Speaking of fairies, Joe, it's Tooth Fairy Day. Oh, yeah, the Tooth Fairy. Right? I love the Tooth Fairy. Yeah. I lost a good, a good number of teeth to the Tooth Fairy. Did you? You had the Tooth Fairy. Tooth Fairy visited your home. Yeah. Okay. Until I made my first dollar. It is. You got a dollar for a tooth? No, it took four teeth. <laughs> So you got a quarter for a tooth. That sounds right. I mean, I couldn't tell you if that's exactly right. You know, it's been a while, but I believe it was a quarter. How much did you get, Chris? You know, I I think it was coins. I think on a good, maybe it was some of my later teeth, I might have gotten a dollar. But I think there was always just a a couple of quarters that showed up. or There might have been like a 50 cent piece. Remember those? We're not using those a whole lot. But yeah, yeah, it was always something kind of special. Do you know what the average is right now for kids for a tooth? What what the the tooth fairy leaves for an average tooth? Dollar? I bet. Is it two? Five? Three to five dollars is what the tooth fairy is leaving <laughs> for most kids now. Crazy. Per tooth. You have 20 teeth in your mouth, generally, for yeah. a child. It's a hundred bucks. That's in that's Back in my day, we didn't have that kind of money. I mean, <laughs> we, got, we got five bucks for 20 teeth, right? Oh, I'd say that's probably right. With your girls, yeah. did you ever forget to take care of being the tooth fairy? Did they ever put a tooth under their pillow and then you forgot to do it and they woke up and were like oh the tooth fairy day we did and we're like 
must have put it under there too late. Tooth Fairy must have been busy. We don't know what happened. I don't know. Let's try it again tonight. <laughs> so you lied to your children? Hey. Ah, that's a white. That's a fairy tale. Oh, okay. That's it's right. It's a fairy tale for a Tooth Fairy. Tooth Fairy Day coming up. Also coming up is Play More Cards Day. Sure. And I think cards one of the most underused activities these days because we're so busy with phones and all kinds of other technology. I think it's important that we get back. We probably played more cards when we were kids than we do now, right? Sure. All kinds of good card games. So, yeah, I think this is just a good day to remember that there are other things in life other than our technology. Two fun facts real quick. Bicycle, who's the manufacturer of playing cards, started this day actually to celebrate play more cards, which makes sense. They want to sell more cards. Two fun facts. During World War II, Bicycle would put maps on the back of playing cards, and it was kind of like a puzzle so that prisoners of war could put this together and then have a map on how to get out and get to freedom. So, you know, if you're a prisoner of war, you don't know where you are. But they would get their hands on these bicycle playing cards. They could put them together as a puzzle, make a map, and that would give them an idea of where they were and how to get to freedom. Is that right? So Bicycle manufactured the cards this way, or was it like our military that got a pack of cards and threw the map? Maybe it was the military. I just know that, that I mean, Bicycle is the one that sponsors the day. Maybe you're right. might not be Bicycle that actually put in the cards. But during World War II, That's they used slick. a deck of cards. And so if they put them together a certain way, it made a map, and they could use that to get to get to freedom. That's cool. That's, that's pretty cool. That's, that's very, yep, I love that. And bicycle cards, I do know this one. They also created the concept of a waterproof card. So cards used to be paper. You spill a drink on them or something, and then they would disintegrate. They came up with that wax coating on it. Yeah. So that if it gets wet, it doesn't disintegrate, and you can keep playing. Use them awesome. longer and longer. Although if you make cards, you kind of want them to disintegrate a little bit because then you have to buy more cards. But, man, I tell you, I feel like I buy cards all the time. And I think, why do I need to buy 10 more decks of cards where where are they going it's kind of like the when you throw a pair of socks in the dryer only one comes out yeah (laughs) it's like with a deck of cards anytime i go to play a get a game whatever it is there's 50 cards 51 cards rarely do we have 52 where that extra card goes i have no idea it's a card fairy it's the it's the card fairy that's right (laughs) the dryer fairy (laughs) i'm convinced do you have a favorite card game I do have actually a couple of favorite card games. What is your favorite? Well, we're in the Midwest, so Euchre is obviously Mm -hmm. a a popular one. Right. Fun game, easy to play, easy to learn. I also like Pinochle, which isn't as popular, but once you learn to play Pinochle, you'll really feel like Euchre is pretty pretty easy. Pinochle brings another level of thinking to the game, and I would prefer to play that with people who know how to play any day. It's like Euchre on steroids. A lot of fun. Okay. Never played Pinochle before. And of course... Poker. I like playing sure. poker. That's fun. I like Texas Hold'em. Yeah. That's How about fun. you? Is that your fa- poker's your yeah, favorite? Yeah, Texas Hold'em and Euchre are probably my two favorite. But those are the ones I play currently. I mean, I haven't played other card games in probably a decade or two. As a kid, my favorite card game was War, but nobody would ever play with me because it's one. Of, that's the game that lasts forever, oh, right? It just can keep going on, oh, and on and on and on. So I've got something I want you two to work on together here. According to a website, apartmenttherapy.com. They put together a list of the top 10 most popular card games in the United States. Now, I'm not sure they're, how they're an expert on cards, but we'll, we'll go with this. And I'll tell you, the cr- crazy thing is Euchre is not on this list. It's a Midwest game. Yeah. Neither is Pinochle. Okay. Poker is number one. Sure. Okay. 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 Most popular. Makes sense. And I, how about this? I'm going to give you the first, I'll give you 10, 9, 8, and 7. 
okay? And you guys can fill in sure. the next five, yeah. okay? So again, number one is poker. We'll go down to number 10, speed, right? Mm. Which is just a real quick, almost like a- I've heard of that. Like a, a matching kind of game. I've played it before, but it's been yeah. a while. I don't know how to play it. It's a fast game. <clears throat> Blackjack, number nine. Oh, yeah. Number eight, BS. Mm. It's kind of a- I've heard that. Bluffing game. Number seven, Go Fish. Oh, yeah, mm. the Go Fish. I okay. like that one. And now we've got number six up through number two. What do you guys think? I think oh. Spades is in there. Spades is number five. All right. Hearts? Hearts is number four. Solitaire. Ooh. Not in there. I'm, I'm shocked at that. Oh. I'm shocked. And maybe these are these are certainly more... Two-player yeah, more? Two or more. I Yeah, that's exactly Bridge? Right. No. This is what you're grabbing... You're grabbing something. You're getting Spoons. matches. Spoons. Oh, Spoons is number six. Man, is wow. Canasta a card game? Canasta's number two. Is that where you move Whoa. the is that where you move the, the little things around? Is that Never heard no Canasta is a lot like a Never uh, heard of that. Oh yeah. I I, pl- I remember my parents and I played too with my grandparents. It was always when we were we'd go over on whatever night and play cards, Canasta was the game we would play. Oh. And I feel like it was a lot like a Euchre, right? Or a lot like number three. Is Rummy? Number three is Rummy. Wow. Rummy. Good job, Scott. There you go. You got them all. So there are so many games. If you're bored, get a few people together, play some cards. You'd have a good time. Speaking of that, it is National Unplug from Devices Day. So that would be a good thing to do on a day where you unplug from your devices. Doesn't it feel good? Have you done this before where you just try to free yourself from your computer, free yourself from your phone and do something else? You go through maybe a little withdrawal. But mm-hmm. man, it feels so good just to get out there and do something else. It does. However, we have become so dependent on quick communication back and forth that if I email either of you and don't hear from you, I start worrying. You would have to let someone know that you're going to step away from your device for a day because I could see my family saying, where's dad? Mm-hmm. What's for dinner? Why isn't he <laughs> texting us back? What's for dinner? So it's like... You know, they, you kind of, you would have to prepare for it because, you know, people would panic because we're so used to immediate responses. But, you know, to go a day trying to work without using your phone, that would be tough. Or to travel. I was traveling for work. I can't imagine how we did it before we had a phone that would help (laughs) us get through a town. You pull out the map, right? Those devices have become so integral to Mm -hmm. our daily lives. It seems like you almost can't function without it. And how often do you go out to a restaurant and you're there and you see a couple or you see people doing it? Even we've done it and gone places and, you know, we're supposed to be enjoying each other's company, but yet we're looking at our phones. And it's like, no, put the phone down. Enjoy humans. You don't need the technology. Joe does that during our podcast. He's on the phone. <laughs> that is true. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> he Busted. does. Busted. And he's, he's, he's creating a um, cattywampus or what is it? Calif- Catawall. Catawall. Catterwall. Catterwall. Right. He's over there just Making moaning noise. and screaming. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Unrelated to anything, I'm going to switch gears completely. There's another day that's coming up, but I thought instead of me telling you the day, I would read you a riddle Ooh. and see if you can come up with the day. Okay, I like it. Does like, that work? I like games. Okay, hey, I'm going to read you the riddle. In frozen lands where white reigns supreme, I dwell where icy waters gleam. My fur is thick, my stride is wide, yet in solitude I often hide. Through blizzards fierce and bitter cold, I hunt with stealth, both brave and bold. What am I? 
Polar bear. Polar bear. Good job. Nice. All right. It's International Polar Bear Day. Joe's right. a little like bit that. nervous. He was like, man, there's got to be something more here. <laughs> this is too easy. Well, I wanted to see how you did. So yeah, I didn't want to make right. it too polar tough. Bear. Next time I'll make him a little bit more difficult. I like, that. I like riddles. That's good. Okay. Was that good? So it's International Polar Bear Day. Very cool. Just a day to recognize polar bears. You know, polar bears, they're you know, portrayed as cute and cuddly and, you know, very nice, right? I mean, Coca-Cola had an ad campaign yeah, right. with polar bears. Sure. By chance, do you know why Coca-Cola did an ad campaign with polar bears, Joe? Why? Yeah. Mm, I guess I don't. I just read this the other day. That's why I was going to mention it. They tend to sell a lot of Coke in the summer, but not a lot of Coke in the winter. Hmm. And so Coca-Cola said, what could we do that's kind of in the winter? They said, mm. well, let's use a polar bear, make it cuddly and fun, and and we'll do an ad campaign with polar bears in the winter drinking well, Coke. So it'll make you think, oh, it's cold, but I can still have a Coke to boost their sales. And it worked. Wow. And it, I think it's almost synonymous now with Coke. I mean, there are so many ads and all of this, I mean, little stuffed plush, little Coca-Cola polar bears and all the tins that they sell and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's become a part of who they are. A lot of memorabilia with polar bears. For sure. A couple of interesting things about polar bears, because I'm curious about polar bears. Are, are polar bears in the Antarctic or just the Arctic? I think just the Arctic. I do too. There's nothing down there. There's nothing down there. You're right. Penguins just, maybe, right? Penguins are down there and a few birds actually, okay. but penguins uh, mainly in the Antarctica, but they're mainly Arctic. So real quick here, um, polar bears are excellent swimmers. They can swim up to six miles per hour. How far do you think in one go a polar bear could swim? Go ahead, Joe. I mean, I'll go over under. Uh, one mile. No, it's more than one mile. 3.7. 60. 60, 60 miles. miles? They could swim 60 you know miles. In, <laughs> yeah. It's like from here to Detroit airport. Wow. They can swim in one go. Why would they do that? For food. Oh, okay. They so would swim from little... ice to ice to ice. They're looking for food. Wow. Okay. They're very smart when they hunt seals, which is what they mainly eat. And I did not know this, but you know, polar bears are big. They're big animals. But their babies, when they're born, are hairless. They're two and a half pounds. A wow. baby polar bear, when it's born, is two and a half pounds. Wow. Stays with mama for two and a half years. And then it's adult enough it can go live on its own. Finally, it's World Compliment Day. Oh, I like World Compliment Day. We don't say thank you, which isn't a compliment per se. It's more of manners, but we don't compliment people as much anymore. Quick to criticize, quick to show fault, but we just don't compliment people. Yeah. Even if we like notice, oh, Joe, you got a haircut, nice haircut. And we don't like when Joe gives word of the day. It's never, wow, Joe, that's a great word. It's like, Joe, that's awful. We're not going to have you do that ever again because that word is just terrible. Yeah, it makes me feel bad. Right. So we need to be better with that. You do. You do. I think this word today was good. Thank you. And I do I think you're that. an upstanding young man, Joe. <laughs> you're a good guy. You're a good guy. Thanks. I want to tell uh, a quick story regarding World Compliment Day. Okay. This woman died and she went to heaven. This is her story. She died. She mm. went to heaven. She didn't really know where she was, but she was in a place. Her whole life flashed before her. This is her story telling it. I watched the video. It was fascinating. Okay. Her whole life flashed before her. And what happened is she relived every moment of her interacting with other people. And she said what was fascinating is she was able to feel their emotions from what she said. So not just her emotions and remembering what happened, but she could feel what the other person experienced from the words she shared, both good and bad. So she felt things good and she felt things bad. And what struck her was how impactful her words were to certain people that she didn't think anything of it 
whether it was just a compliment or encouragement, whatever. But for them, it was huge. And she just said, I had no idea how impactful my words were to that person. My encouragement, my hang in there, my whatever. She said, if I would have known that they were that powerful and would have that kind of response in that person, I would have done more of it. Well, she got to come back to earth. So she came back and she said, now she is much more thoughtful of what she says and does because she's now realized the power of impact on those people's lives that she would touch. So I just thought that was pretty cool. It's World Compliment Day. Let's compliment because it's the right thing to do, but let's not underestimate the power of our words to influence other people, both good and bad. That's a great point, Scott. Words words are huge. If you just, and I think if you feel like you need to say something, you should, right? Especially if it's good. It's easy. The easy thing is just keep quiet, go about your business. But I think if you're led to do that, I think oftentimes you're kind of nudged for whatever reason. I think it's important to do that, especially hearing that now. That's that's pretty, that's amazing. So let's quit caterwauling and start complimenting. That's the way I to like do that. it. Yeah. Well, I've got the quote today. All right. I'm still, I'm still on the champion's pedestal. You yeah. guys are like, Chris can't play anymore. So instead of taking my ball and going home, I'm giving the quotes. And we were 50-50 last time. We were. Right. We were. I'm good with that. You All guys right. need to be a little less complimentary here. And I want to see a fight. You're going down, Scott. I want to see a fight for this. That's what I'd like. Be like a polar bear. Be a little tough. All right, here we go. So I've got the quote. And hopefully you don't know the quote and just knock this one out right away. But well, here it is. Be humble hungry, and always be the hardest worker in the room. Hmm. Got it? That's a good quote. Be humble, hungry, you know, and Chris, always be the hardest worker in the room. That's a great quote. Wow, Joe, that means a lot. You read that, that well. That doesn't feel like a hollow or shallow compliment at all. <laughs> that feels very genuine. Thanks, Thank Joe. You. You're welcome. Okay, so here's the first clue. You don't know who that uh, said no, I that? Don't. I was okay. going to say Steve Jobs, but... Steve Jobs. That's, that's a pretty good guess. That's a pretty good guess. He wasn't terribly humble. He but was I, a hard I like worker. That. I like okay. that, yeah. All right, here we go. Number one, first clue. This person, so no, I took your advice, Scott. We're not going man or woman here. This person is an ordained minister who gave a speech at the 2000 Republican National Convention in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, where George W. Bush was nominated for the presidency. I was going to say Billy Graham. Not Billy Graham. Got anything, Joe? No, let's hear another clue. Okay, on this person's birthday, Willie Nelson gifted them a guitar. Pastor, maybe somewhat musically inclined. Humble, hungry, and hardest worker in the room. Okay, I'm done. Nothing, okay. Number three, they are a dual citizen of the United States and Canada. Know your Canadians, Joe. I know you know your Australians. You know your Canadians? Not as well as my Australians. How does it fit with fairy tale, play more cards, carpe diem? You guys are stumped. I love it. I mm. absolutely love it. It's going to start to get really easy here. All right. It's going to start to get easy. These are the ones that are meant to throw you a little bit. Here we go. They joined Bill Gates on stage as he introduced the Xbox in 2001. Wow. You should know this one, Joe. I should, but I don't. Yep. Bill Gates was up there. Really? Happy to show this thing off. And this person was with him. The person stood right next to him. That's right. That's hmm. a, those a are techie a, one. Too. He's those techie. are very unique clues that you would not think would all fit together. I know. Not at all. And you feel like it shouldn't make this person stand out. It would make this person. This person is going to stand out here in just a couple of clues. <laughs> it's going to get real obvious I want to get real it before show I know. I, I, you got any clue at all, Joe? I'm still hung up on the 2000 
I know. I'm trying to think convention, or the Republican there. convention. All right, I'll go. Let's, ordained let, minister. Let me, let me go here. This is going to eliminate a big part of the population. When this person was in high school, some of this person's classmates thought he was an undercover cop because of his mustache. Tom Selleck? Not Tom Selleck. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one. Although Tom Selleck, I don't know if he's a He's not ordained, a pastor. Right. Yep. Because of his mustache. Oh, no, no, no. I no. love to see you guys struggle wow, a little bit. This is good. This is a good one, Chris. It's not Rick Warren. Thinking of all, they're, they're, they're Americans. Right. Who's This person is not known as a pastor. They're just. That would be, that's good. They're he's not, not known, known as, as a pastor. pastor. He's not. He's known as a musician and he's known as like young, hip with Bill Gates. I wonder what, what, what would have been one of the early games that came out, Joe, with Bill Gates showing that off. Oh, I love I mean, that Halo, you guys. But... I love the way Scott thinks. Scott's good. Scott, his process that he goes through. Fairy tale. How about this? It's not this? Robin Williams. It's not Robin Williams. Okay. It's mustache. Yeah. All right. Okay. Here we go. This person was voted sexiest man alive in 2016. Now that's the year, Scott, that you were actually third in voting behind this guy and Joe. So you remember that year, right? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I was surprised right. we didn't win this. Boy, I'm thinking like Hugh Jackman. I'm thinking people like that. But he's Australian, as we know. He's Australian, yeah. 2016. So that's going, that's eight years ago. It's not Brad Pitt. Mustache. It's just stand out right there itself. I know. Oh, I love you guys. Are, <laughs> I love this. I love giving clues. Next clue is going to give it away. He gave voice to the animated character Maui in Disney's animated film Moana. You'd think I would watch that. <laughs> you should know that. There are people all tale. over yelling the name right now. Does he still have a mustache? He doesn't have a mustache any longer. But that was one of his calling cards? No, I just said when he was in high school, people thought oh. he was an undercover cop. Because he was a pretty big guy, and he had a mustache. A big guy? That would be an understatement. Was that the Daytona 500? It's not Dwayne The Rock Johnson, is it? It is Dwayne what? The Rock Johnson. Scott oh, comes out. Boom. Man, I have seen the mustache picture. This okay. Picture. And the last clue to bring this all together, he starred wow. in the family movie, The Tooth Fairy. Yes. I, yes. Yes. I was there trying to go. get there. That's where it is. Well done, Scott. Right? But well done, Chris. So Dwayne Johnson apparently got his minister's license because a friend of his wanted The Rock to marry him. So Dwayne Johnson did that. Wow. And then apparently you spoke at the Republican National Convention to encourage people to get out there and vote. Wow. Wasn't necessarily a Republican, but he, he got up there and said, let's get out there and vote for your person. So why was he with Bill Gates to, to do the Xbox? I don't know what game was being introduced there. It, I mean, it was the system, but I don't know the connection there. I mm. think it was The Rock at that it point was starting his, to become yeah. more than just the wrestler. You know, I think that's where a lot of people knew him. And then he just became this larger than life personality. Yep. And now he's been doing the intros at the Super Bowl. Yep. I mean, you anywhere you look, this guy is there. His brand is getting big. Oh, he's, and the, the dude is massive. The dude, his arms are bigger than my waist. He is just a big, big dude. So he said, be humble, hungry, and always the hardest worker in the room. And another quote he said, real quick, the last thing I have this is him talking. In 1995, I had seven bucks in my pocket and knew two things. I'm broke as hell, and one day I won't be. So yeah. there you go. That guy just wanted to work his butt off, knew that he had the potential, knew that he could do it, and stayed humble. And I think even to this point, I think he's still pretty humble, but just worked his butt off mm -hmm. to get to where he's at. 
Wow, that's a great quote and a great series of clues, Chris. Yeah. So, I'm disappointed in myself. Good job, Scott. My first win. Scott is on it, man. The look on Scott's face right now <laughs> as Joe's over there he caterwauling, right? Joe's over there just moaning and groaning. Like, I can't yeah, I'm caterwauling, fair. and Scott's a big, bold polar, polar bear, bear with a huge grin and a large Coca-Cola. <laughs> well, guys, it's been fun. Listeners, thanks for joining us. And remember to be curious, be bold, and be yourself. And we'll be back in a week. <laughs> We're pulling permits in a fairy tale. <laughs> Jeez. I don't know if I have the order, but I mean, Pinochle's got to be in there, right? No, he no, said that wasn't said in there. No, Pinochle is not. Okay. I should listen. Mm-hmm. That's helpful. If polar bear is more likely to die from overheating than from freezing to death. Wow. Believe it or not, with all their insulation and blubber. So maybe I am kind of like a polar bear. <laughs> I've got yeah. white hair and blubber.